everyone and welcome back to Screen Mania. My name is Dan and I'm joined as always by my good friend Keith. Keith, how's it going buddy? Going well, going well. Honoured to be joining you here as always. Um, it's a pleasure. Privilege. Mm. <laughs> How are you? It's a real privilege to be a white guy talking about a comic book movie on the internet. It's uh, <laughs> it, it definitely is. It's not it, white those privilege. sort of opportunities aren't just handed out to guys like us, frankly. No, so, no, not. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are. We, I'm very excited to talk about uh, the movie we're going to talk about today, which is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about superhero fatigue. We sort of said on our last episode that we might talk about that. And we thought this seems like a perfect opportunity to talk about superhero fatigue, uh, whether or not we think it's a thing, what what that means and things like that. So we are going to be talking about that a bit later as well. But we are going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 first. We'll do some general not spoiler thoughts just to begin with and then we'll get we'll launch into the spoilers because i feel like we can't talk about too much of this movie without talking about spoilers you know so um but we'll do a couple of general non-spoiler thoughts so keith mm. just to start off with did you enjoy this movie uh and yeah t- tell us what you thought um yeah yeah the basis is <laughs> yes i really enjoyed it it i enjoyed it maybe more than i would have normally uh in the sense that i'm just really pleased to have a really good marvel movie again. yeah so that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah keeping it, it short helps. yeah they're non-spoiler yes really yeah. really enjoyed it please yeah. go watch it how about you dan yeah no i agree i um i really really enjoyed it as well i, I messaged you saying like i i have this in my kind of like in my ranking of marvel movies like right next to the first one uh, which is in the top 10 so mm, mm. Uh, it's already cracked the top 10 of the mcu for me personally um pretty pretty high up as well i, I think it's at like maybe like number maybe seven or eight or something like that so you know uh, obviously there's like the end games and the uh, infinity war and and winter soldier which kind of they're kind of like the the uh, creme de la creme I think of the MCU but this the Guardians movies I think are just generally pretty solid like I, I said recently I've even like turned around on the second one um, which you know we we kind of <clears throat> talked about it before but I think like at the time when Guardians 2 came out I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or whether I've, we've just talked about this over uh, text but like at the time that the second Guardians came out the quality of the MCU was just so much more consistent and high than it is now right so a small drop it like what is really a relatively small drop in quality uh from guardians 1 to guardians 2 at that point in time felt much bigger because the quality was just much more consistent at that point in time than it is now so i think now that we've like got actually like not very good mcu movies that have come out in the last couple of years it's like oh no guardians 2 is actually like pretty good yeah 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 it just it just isn't as good as the first one in my opinion or or this third one i think Mm. that you know i do i do think it's the weakest of the three but i i think it's a much better movie than i originally gave it credit for because yeah yeah. yeah, the standard was just much higher then so therefore a drop in quality felt a lot bigger than it actually was um whereas now it's like oh no we're actually seeing 
a, a significant drop in quality in my opinion of the mcu um which hopefully this is a sign that is going to get um this new movie is a sign that's going to get uh, corrected um but yeah no i i loved it i thought all the performance like i thought everyone gave all the cast i think gave possibly their best performances as yeah. their characters chris yeah. pratt definitely gave his best performance yeah possibly ever to be perfectly honest <laughs> like i mean he i thought he was great in this movie um, yeah. bradley cooper was great voicing mm. um voicing rocket this is you know i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say this is rocket's movie yeah. um yeah you know, of, the, of the kind of three um you know i think it's yeah it, it, it's his movie but every character gets their moment to shine as well like i think that's what gun james gunn does so well with his movies with his team movies he still gives everyone a chance to shine yeah um yeah. and yeah everyone in this movie gets a, a great chance to shine i think um and yeah i i said to you as well like i'm very confident about dc going forward you know after this movie um with james gunn in charge very confident about his superman movie as well i think that you know i mean i've always been on the you know side of it that sure it's like different from what he's gonna do but from what he normally does but he's a capable director and i think if you watch this this is uh to me proof that he can he can balance the you know comedy and the heart and the action and everything that you want in a superman movie i think he can balance it all very well i think um which i'm i'm looking forward to and i i, I think as well he definitely pushed the the kind of sort of pg-13 rating as far as he as far as he could in this one there's some some bits which i was kind of surprised he got away with um to be honest uh but that's kind of more spoilery talk mm -hmm. so uh yeah should we should we get into spoilers yeah Keith? yeah fair warning, right. fair warning. Yeah, we are we are now entering spoiler territory um so let, let let's let's start with with rocket raccoon because like we said it is like his movie and like he he's not in he, he's in a lot of it but he's also not if you yeah. know what i mean yeah. because a lot of it is flashbacks to him yeah. and his kind of origin story and, and things like that um which were some of the more tough scenes oh, yeah. to watch yeah 100 very emotional. um yeah you know a, a cgi a cgi raccoon really got me i've so i've seen the movie twice um and it actually the emotional bits got me a lot more on the second watch than they did in the first one i think maybe because i knew what was coming yeah, what's that time around i've been thinking about watching it the second time and i have the same feeling that yeah it's gonna affect me the same way like it's gonna affect me even more emotionally yeah, yeah, yeah. The second it, watching it definitely got me more the second time around like the because because the thing is as well the first time around you're watching a film and like you're you're just you're trying to decide if everything's working for you whereas the yeah. second time around i knew it all worked for me so i wasn't there trying to think does this work for me does it not because i knew it it, it did so it I, I i let kind of everything sort of flood over me a lot more and i also was like the second time around i picked up on a lot of things that i didn't pick up on the first time around as well like smaller jokes and smaller yeah. um you know smaller moments and and more visual stuff i picked up on as well the second time around because again you're trying to process everything on the first watch and decide whether or not you like it whereas the second time around you can just sort of let everything uh you know let everything kind of wash over you and um and enjoy it a lot more but uh they actually 
on my sec like this is a spoiler well not really a spoiler but like this is in in terms of like what my rating for it would be like it actually climbed a point on this on the rewatch from what it was originally so and it was already high but it actually you know climbed up a um a point on the rewatch to wow. uh on, on how i felt about it so mm. um, good good to hear yeah, yeah yeah so you know i i mean i think this is one of the the best ones in the mcu so far and uh yeah. definitely a great one for james gunn to kind of say goodbye to the mcu and the guardians movies with but um but yeah i i like i said rocket was definitely like the main focus for a lot of it even though it was flashbacks but so much of his like stories tied with the villain the high evolutionary yeah. uh, absolutely great villain i thought one, oh, of the, yeah. one of the better uh marvel villains that we've seen in a while um i thought uh just you know i'm just gonna uh remind myself of the actor's name but he's also in uh peacemaker yeah uh, as well um woody iwuji Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I've pronounced that correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chukwudi uh, Iwuji. Yeah, um, he was great. great. Oh, fantastic! Absolutely great. Yeah. Um, I could, I could see why you, some people might think maybe he's was hamming it up a bit too much, at times. For me, it worked. Mm. But yeah, you know, I, I, for me, I just was like, oh yeah, he's he's crazy. Like, yeah, you know, basically that's and, it. And like we, it's been a while since we've had like a villain where it's not where it's like. You know, th- th- there was no empathy for this guy. It no, was just yeah. like, you know, that's like become kind of a thing of like, you know, em- em- emphasize empathizing with your with the villain and things like that, and being able to see where they come from. And and you know, Marvel have definitely done that. You know, at times, like with Killmonger, for example, mm-hmm. like you know, the, those villains where it's like you you see where they're coming from, you just don't agree with their methods. I think that was something that was started off with kind of Magneto. Uh, yeah, with Fastbender's yeah. version of Magneto in like X Men First Class, you could kind of like see where he was coming from, and then that's become like a very popular thing to do with the villains. But sometimes you just want them to be bad and yeah. not empathetic at all. And exactly, this was yeah, definitely yeah. one of those villains. And like, yeah. you know, and look, I mean, animal cruelty is a way to definitely get you to not, you know, empathize with your villain, right? Like, I was like, you bastard. Like <laughs> most of it, but it's why it's why you don't it's why you love in John Wick when um you know <laughs> when 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 you know as soon as like they kill the dog they yeah. kill the dog you're like yeah. well there's no coming back for you nah. like yeah, don't feel sorry for you at all. yeah exactly you, you get what you deserve <laughs> and like you feel that way about the high evolutionary as well in this yes. um definitely um so yeah but yeah Rocket Raccoon absolutely great finally accepting that he's a raccoon as well that was great uh, that was amazing yeah. <laughs> um but yeah and i thought like his little you know his his crew in batch 89 were, were, were all um very lovable and oh, it definitely yeah. like th- like that was one of the moments that really the second time around hit me mm. hard like you know you when, when they were happen. yeah when when um when when the high evolutionary uh, killed them i was just like oh man like um which was the closest i came to like tearing up the first time around as well and then the second time i i was like fighting back the tears on the, on yeah. the second watch i was like oh man that you know because like obviously he just like sort of gets to hug lila and then mm. it was uh it was a it was a rough watch the second time second time imagine. around um but yeah so and Bra- yeah bradley cooper doing a great job 
voicing uh, Rocket in yeah, this one. He, he always does, but in this one, particularly a uh, great job. Um, yeah, I, I said earlier, I think this is obviously, I think this is Chris Pratt's best performance as Star Lord. I thought he did a great job. Like when they when they think Rocket's about to die, and you know he's obviously getting very upset. Like that was, oh, yeah. I think some of his best acting. Like you know. That was better acting than he did when he, you know, that was even more emotional, I thought, than when he, when um, he found out Gamora had uh, been killed by yeah. Thanos. You know, I, yeah. I, I, and that was a pretty emotional moment. But this was like even more. I think because that's a, in in a moment of combat, the the emotion of it gets overlooked a little bit in that moment. Whereas this was a full on just about the emotion moment, mm. um, which is why I think it hit a lot a lot more um but yeah and i so i and i think that i i i think the russos did a fine job with handling um the guardians in infinity war and endgame but yeah. i think james gunn he knows these characters the best clearly yeah and yeah. utilizes them the best i think he utilizes star lord the best out of like you know way better than the russos did um and he obviously knows that character a lot better because like in in infinity war and endgame like and also thor love and thunder you could you you could be convinced that star lord's just a bit of an idiot but he and which you know he can be but like he's all he he's played to be much more um much more intelligent than the other movies make him out to be do you know what i yeah, mean because yeah. like like that moment when he's disarming the shields whilst having a conversation and like he immediately kind of like snaps into action and things like that like that's kind of little moments like that that i don't think other directors would have given him mm, yeah <laughs> you know? no yeah yeah yeah. Um, there's a lot more depth with all these characters in the hands yeah. of james gunn and this movie more than probably the others like it gives each and every character time yeah. and depth and it and it gives them respect which yeah. is great to have them characters fleshed out yeah i mean i think which makes sense because i think i mean quite a few of them have said that they don't currently plan to come back yes for a while at the very least like batista has definitely said he's done now mm. sport you know spoiler we're doing spoilers for the um post credit scene um chris pratt is a, a, evidently not one of those people because the legendary star lord will return apparently so um whether that's a, a, you know him getting you know brought into the avengers or you know appearing in something else who's to say what that is i imagine it will be a little while before he does but you know i think it should be yeah so he's apparently chris Pratt has come out and said that he only wants to play star lord if it's handled by james gunn right so okay it could be a long while yeah it's yeah it could be a while it could be a while yeah because you know he's doing dc now but um i don't know if that means just guardians star lord within guardians or yeah within yeah i mean he could avengers he could cameo and and, and things yeah, like that yeah. so we'll we'll see but um what did you um what did you think of will poulter as adam warlock i liked him a lot i yeah. like will poulter as a actor i think yeah. he's great like comedic wise he's definitely great and this gives yeah. him an opportunity to be much more of an action star and yeah i don't know what he has done in the past few years but this guy's bulked up and chiseled out yeah yeah completely changed from the little nerdy kid he used to be yeah. um 
but yeah I, I i really enjoyed his character i thought his character was funny um played to be stupid obviously but then yeah you remember that he was exactly just created and they was yeah. taken out early yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, as the aisha so as, so yeah so that that really scene sure. when we find out um that he was like taken out early and things like that when they're when they're talking to the high evolutionary there's like a moment that i didn't pick up on the first time around that i picked up on the second time around which is like he goes to talk to um what's an aisha and <laughs> um he he steps up onto a a, 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 a like a box so that he's taller than her <laughs> oh, i've seen it i do remember it yes yeah, like, and like i didn't pick up on that the first that time did make me laugh. and then the that second did. time i picked up on it and i was yeah. like that's like so kind of like <laughs> funny and like it, so indicative of this character of just yeah, like i need to be yeah, you know yeah, yeah. bigger than you it's i can't like secure. i need to be it's talking feet. yeah i need to be talking down to you yeah. you know like yeah, i can't yeah, yeah. be talking up to you was so like yeah i just thought like an indicative moment of that it's like a such a small but indicative moment that summed up that character really well definitely, i thought um but yeah so um but yeah when like well you know adam warlock had some of the best like comedic moments just like mm. the the moment when like um what's his name uh uh bah, 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 um i've forgotten his name uh craglin um when Kraken tries to shoot him with the arrow and he's just yes. like he's just like who threw that at me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like when he's like trying to have a go at the like high evolutionary he's like you colossal phallus and <laughs> gets like chucked across the thing like i just thought like he had some of the best like comedic moments i thought like yeah just really great stuff um but yeah like the comedy by and large worked for me in this movie as well like because in in guardians 2 part of the reason why i've like not always been on this uh you know qu quite as high on that movie is because for me not all of the comedy works you know and there's a lot of it so you know when it when there's like so much comedy inevitably some of it's not going to work and i feel like james gunn got the balance of comedy to um serious uh a lot better in this one than he does in guardians yeah. 2 which is yeah. why and like more back to kind of the same balance that the first one had yes um which is why i think this one works a lot better um mm. for me and generally the comedy worked quite well for me so one thing i don't think i've seen anyone talk about this and i want to put it out there key so a lot of people who are like critical of james gunn as the choice for dc and for doing superman they're all like oh he's just you know poop jokes and and toilet humor when in reality he's not actually ever really put many i don't think any poop jokes apart from i think there's like one in peacemaker which is like the superman has a poop fetish joke yeah and like i think like apart from that there's no real like dick jokes or poop jokes or anything like that there were two poop jokes in this movie do you think am i crazy or do you think that he put those in as like a, oh you think i'm you think I'm all i do is poop jokes oh, all right fine i'll i'll actually put some poop jokes in there so i can't think and of any so they were actually quite funny so yeah i think i think it's done that as a tongue-in-cheek i think as yeah a, as a you want to see me do poop jokes i'll do it. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i think so and like you know i think so i again people are gonna like 
I can imagine people taking this as like he's taking a dig at Zack Snyder with this, but like there's the moment when Adam Warlock saves um, Star Lord at the end, and they're kind of like doing the you know the I can't remember the the name of the painting, but when they're like God, yes, like yes, thing. God and man, isn't it? I can't. Do remember you the think name of the like either, but yeah, you know, and it's like oh, you know. That's a proper. I can put, that's can a put proper... Jesus. I can put Jesus imagery. Yeah. In, in my movie, if that's what you want. <laughs> it did. It stood out to me so much because I was a bit like it took me out of the thing slightly because yeah. I was a bit like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I, <laughs> this know, is I, not think, I don't think that's him taking a dig at Zack Snyder. No. I think that's him taking a dig at the people that have been criticizing him and and things like that. I think kind of say, look, if Snyder can do it, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like anyone can fucking do this shit. Okay, it's not. Like, uh, you know, it's not deep. Just yeah. to put Jesus yeah. behind Clark Kent, like, <laughs> and I like that movie, but like, yeah. you know, it's not as deep as a lot of people think it is. I, I mean, I, and I say that as a fan yeah. of the movie, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. Dan, quickly on on this is this is such a random thing, but staying with the topic of poop jokes, one of the scenes, um, I don't know if it's where Adam Warlock turns up to the ship when Gamora is on there and she's on the toilet. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one like, of the ones I was thinking of. I yeah. love that because no, what other superhero movie shows that? Shows yeah. a superhero like normal doing a, a normal thing. Have normal thing. And yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. for that reason alone, I I really liked it just for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that was like one of the ones I was thinking yeah. of as well, yeah. Um like but yeah, no. But yeah, generally the comedy worked really well for me uh in this movie uh yeah so with with gamora i thought again some because i think gun has kind of said he's not a massive fan of where of what they did with gamora in infinity war and endgame like the kind of killing her off and then bringing this like other version back he's like that's not what i would have done with the character you know i think he's like i either wouldn't have killed her or i would have left her dead i think is his kind of general feeling but given that he had you know that was outside of his control i think he did a really good job with the gamora thing and i actually think that the kind of the relationship that her and star lord had in this uh movie worked really well you know yeah, as him kind yeah, of like so. you know I, I i think a lot of this movie is kind of both you know figuratively figuratively and literally about saying goodbye and moving on and i think that was kind of one of the the um things that really kind of encompass that um the 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 moment at the end where she's like i bet uh, i bet we were fun like yeah, i was like yeah. oh that's like you know that that got me in the feels a bit as definitely, well definitely um, do you think that james gunn had a bit of a dig we're saying on digs uh, dig at marvel for like in in i think it was a lift scene where star lord's talking to yeah. ura is it yeah yeah yeah, yeah? Yeah, he's like, he's like, what I happened. lost my temper and destroyed, yeah. destroyed half the... And he was again, like, she came back from the dead. I don't really know how. I think that was definitely him kind of being like, look, this isn't, this wasn't what I would have done. Um, yeah. <laughs> and again, it goes to that kind of thing of like, James Gunn handles these characters the best because I think he was clearly saying, I wouldn't have had Star-Lord yeah. do this if yeah, it was up yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I do think that scene was definitely a bit of a Ura played by um, Daniela um, uh, Daniela uh, Mel- Melchior, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so 
yeah, she, I I didn't even realize it was her at first. Like when when she like a bit because obviously it's she's tough, like isn't decked, it? With the amount she's of decked out yeah. yeah and all the um and all that pink makeup. So I just like didn't click yeah. that first time around. I was like she looks familiar, but it didn't click like who she who she was. But um yeah, good stuff. Like really enjoyed um her Nathan Fillion, like. S- you know, I thought his character was really funny. Just like, yeah, I've got a guy like that too. I, f- I feel you, man. <laughs> like, we've all got a guy like that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that worked really well for me. Um, and, and and obviously, um, James Gunn's uh, wife was um, playing one of those um, characters as well, um, which... Uh, she played the um, the one that was kind of like in charge of security and things like that. The one that was like the the yellow yes. lady that was um, yeah kind of um, kind of saying everything. But um, she yeah, shot I, in the leg. That's what yes, yes, yeah, it. that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so <laughs> this is another thing that every that all of the kind of like anti-gun DC people want to talk about. Which is that he keep, he supposedly keeps putting his wife in in things. He has put his wife in the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and this. The other things weren't that she's other DC projects that she's been in weren't his decision. He said that he's like, look, she, they they called her up and were like, do you want to be in this movie? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so of course she said yes. But even if it was his decision directors work with like he worked he's put his brother in every single yeah. one of these movies as well yeah like his brother has a pretty big role in these movies you know That's, nathan fillion's yeah. been in every single one of his movies yeah um you know michael rooker been in all of them like so these people must hate adam sandler and it's just yeah right like <laughs> sam raimi puts um bruce campbell in every movie yeah you know like you're gonna protect you're gonna look after your friends exactly like, if i like, was a director i wouldn't put you guys like, in the movie of course i would exactly yeah I'd like you paid yeah <laughs> i haven't got a problem with it at all keep doing so, it so, so what? it's his wife who gives a fuck like exactly. you know bills to yeah, pay. get paid yeah. <laughs> exactly like i don't know it just seems so dumb to me that everyone has this like everyone's zoning in on the on his wife as a problem and like let's call a spade a spade it's mostly snyder fans that are doing it like zack snyder's producing partner is his wife yeah and several people that he worked on in like you know batman vs superman and and uh zack snyder's justice league they're also going to be in rebel moon and you know and and some of the same actors have been in you know army of the dead yep. and then things like that like Everyone actors d- directors work with actors that they like <laughs> it's exactly. not a new thing you know school says he's been doing it with place. de niro and dicaprio for years yeah like it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't, it doesn't matter. anyway that's a, a mini rant over um but yeah um i'm just trying to think of who else um music choices because the music is such a big part it is of a huge Guardian part of movies. Um, I, I generally thought the music choices were great. Yeah. Um, you know, the the opening scene with the cover of Creep, I thought was yeah, so like, good. Great, you know, and that tracking shot I thought was great. And then, yeah. obviously, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Oh, my God. That scene, so good. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's one of the... Uh, yeah, it, it's one of the top 
marvel action scenes like it's up there with you know endgame avengers assemble like yeah. you know yeah, because, yeah, yeah. And for similar reasons in that every character gets their moment to shine 100%. um you know and and they're all just very like creative and also just in character like very character um like every kind of all the moves you see them doing you're like yeah that's what that character would be doing that's how that character fights and like it were it all blends together really well yeah. um i thought karen gillan was great as nebula um you know and like i wasn't a fan of her in the first guardians movie i thought her performance i thought her performance was just like in a different movie in that one but i've since come around like i think you know it's worked a lot better in subsequent movies and performances and i think she's done a great job um so good, yeah. I think you know James Gunn has come out and said that I uh, because a lot of people are like oh why haven't either director given us as Guardians of the Galaxy James Gunn has said I didn't want to do Thor I didn't want Thor to be in Guardians 3 which meant they had to be written out in Love and Thunder that's one of the few things where it's like look neither director actually wanted them to be <laughs> wanted that to be a thing so you can't blame taika watiti for like being the one that's gonna be like well they've got we've got to explain why they're not together anymore because the last time we see thor is going off with the guardians so yeah. we've got you know and so there i think that's one of the few things with love and thunder where i'm like he probably did that the best that he could yeah. you know like yeah. they you know it was a fun scene that they're in at the beginning you know felt enough like that those characters it worked um and like again like kind of talking to the point of you know james gunn handles these characters the best like if it had been longer and given that love and thunder isn't a great movie do you really want do you really want taika to have been handling them for the whole thing anyway like exactly. and i love taika with et but you know love and thunder is definitely his weakest movie um yeah. and so, they're not his characters in truth exactly yeah. Unless you're Russo Brothers where you can handle them because you don't pay yeah. too much And attention. also, with, with Infinity War and Endgame, like, alright, the Russos were the main ones handling it, but I'm pretty sure that, like, Gunn was, like, on hand and, like, mm. giving notes and giving, you know, advice on how to handle those characters um, to a certain extent. So, um, I love I loved Groot in this one. I thought Groot was yeah. great. Like, yeah, you know, really big, big fan of this version of group hedge yeah. group um you know but um yeah i thought that was uh really well done uh, i liked i like how this version of group has like a kind of you know he has a, a relationship with all the guardians not just um rocket if you know what i mean because the original group is obviously you know he's he's rockets um buddy and that's kind of it you know yeah. like i mean he obviously um you know saves them all at the end and they all kind of have that you know moment of feeling sad but like this version of Groot has obviously grown up with all of them yeah. rather than just rocket yeah so, yeah you know has formed kind of like his own relationship with all of them i loved kind of his relationship with star lord the moment where like i love the kind of thing of him holding on to uh star lord's guns yeah and, like them kind of like going they're not gonna they're not gonna scan Groot. like yeah they, yeah like, <laughs> um you know and then him just like bringing out like loads of guns and just like <laughs> go mad with uh with star lord i thought that was great scene, a, a really yeah. good scene. um first first f-bomb in the mcu yeah and yeah. i thought it was i i loved the way they did it because it wasn't like this big like no. moment 
it was just it was just a moment of Casual. just get just get in the fucking car because yeah, like we've yeah. all had that moment of like just wanting someone to like just get on with it and just yes. being like just fucking <laughs> just fucking do it okay get the fucking <laughs> that's <laughs> like you know i thought i thought it was that was uh it was well was handled great. um there was uh, a lot of swearing in this so yeah the reason i was so conscious of, of it people because, being called dickheads and things yes like dickhead was used so much so one of nicholas students were actually in the theater she's seen her just before we oh, were really in. and it joined the movie i'm like this girl from year six shouldn't yeah. be in this movie like, yeah yeah swearing that's on. definitely like Fair i enough, think I've the youngest them. you can be seeing this movie I yeah think. like because yeah. you're you're learning those words at that age but like you are um but yeah it, it I'm was just in again the where i'm like oh, that's a bit but, but yeah i mean what i think this uh you know this kind of trilogy of, of movies as well has done so well which we kind of talked about in the last episode when we were talking about like harry potter and like growing with your audience the guardians movies have done a great job of growing with their audience yeah. i think uh you know like this is gun kind of knowing that the the kids that saw guardians when they were the first guardians when they were like 10 are now like 20 right and a lot older and ready to deal with you know and like i i definitely think that you know the mcu definitely needs entry points for a younger audience Mm. but the movies that are sequels shouldn't necessarily be those movies right because you know you've got to you've got to assume that you're you know the people turning up to a sequel already know have already seen it will be older than they were when they saw the first one yeah. you know yeah so like i'm fine with like ms marvel for example being more aimed at you know a younger audience because you still need to keep getting the younger audience into it obviously yeah. but when you're doing sequels you need i think you need to account for the fact that you know the people that you know when the first guardians came out and like a 10 year old watched guardians and that was his star wars or that or her star wars you know like seeing that movie you've got to account for the fact that they're 10 years older now right or however however you know like eight years older or what have you um yeah like what 2015 i think the first guardians came out 2014 2014 2015 yeah 2014 i'm pretty sure so you know yeah it's been like nine years since that first one came out kids that saw that one they're they're nine years older so they're ready they're more ready they're they're prepared for these more mature themes that this movie offers yeah um so yeah i i I think that you know gun knows that and it's part of the reason again it's another reason why i'm excited for him to be involved in the dcu because he's going to understand that you can't just keep churning out things aimed at kids. You've got to also like grow with your audience as well. So yeah. I think he's going yeah. to handle that balance of what movies are going to come out in that, in that sense, really, really well. Um, but yeah, um, just trying to think if there's anything else uh, I want to talk about with this movie. Is there any, any, any scenes, anything that you want to like talk about that we haven't talked about already, Keith? I'm just trying to think if there is anything. I think character-wise, everyone was used really well. Yeah. Like everyone. Man- Mantis. We haven't really talked about Mantis, but I thought no, she was used yeah, really well. Yeah, she's got a lot more in this um, movie than others, yeah. which was great. Well, too, she added quite a bit due to plot. Yeah. But this one, I feel like it, it added more character depth to Mantis. We got yeah. to understand Mantis a bit more. Her relationship yeah. with Drax was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love their relationship. I love how it's never actually become romantic if you yeah. know what i mean yeah like, exactly not every relationship between a you know uh 
a man or a woman inevitably become like even if it's like even if there's that like tension there it doesn't always become yeah a, a thing right and like I, I love that it's kind of like stayed overall not romantic but they mm. have obviously have a close like relationship my only slight issue is i do wish they'd had a uh her and star lord had had a bit more brother and sister yeah um kind of um relationship just because you know obviously that was like something that we learned in in the the holiday special that came mm. out and i you know i just wish they'd like you know explored that a little bit more than they did like they obviously yeah. have that moment when she's kind of talking to him about his grandfather and, and yeah. things like that but yeah i just wish they'd had a little bit more like they don't really have a whole lot to do with each other after that you know so uh, yeah, i, I kind of wish that they um they had but that's yeah. that's a, a minor gripe and like this movie was already doing a lot right mm. so but but at the same time you could easily forget that they're brother and sister yes. in this movie do you know what i mean and that's a discovery we've made recently yeah you know like you could easily just gloss over that and it you know it wouldn't be a thing so i just yeah. kind of wish they'd like develop that a little bit more maybe have them a little bit more sad to say goodbye to each other um you know at the end um but yeah that that's a minor a minor gripe though i didn't like you know taint my overall enjoyment of the movie or anything like no, that no but uh yeah, and yeah, I thought the way they kind of all said goodbye to each other was really well done as well. I think it made sense. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it makes sense for Quill to be going back to Earth to yeah. reunite with his grandfather. His grandfather. Yeah, really yeah nice. really. I love how he just recognizes him straight away as yeah. well. Yeah. Like just immediately knows that it's it's um, that it's him. I thought that was uh, really well done. I love. I like the you know, Rocket becoming the leader of the new. Yeah. team of guardians um i love the uh yeah i loved how kind of like Gam uh not more um nebula and drax are gonna be kind of like the you know the parents of this new society that they're kind yeah. of building um and yeah I, I thought that was uh really well done um really enjoyed it you know the the last scene is very like cathartic as well like you know ah yeah like everyone's yeah. just happy and everyone's in a good place now <laughs> like because at the beginning of the movie you're not sure if it's nah. if it's gonna be um i thought this movie like looked the best that one of these has looked in a minute as well yeah. Yeah. like definitely looked better than like quantum mania and love yeah. and thunder like yeah, the cgi was know, absolutely fantastic in this you movie. know like wakanda forever was definitely uh like better like of mm. you know the more recent ones but like yeah like love and thunder, and even like multiverse of madness has some like ropey it does well yeah there was no moments in this or hardly any where i was like oh that looks a bit <laughs> you know yeah i can't think of any um and like yeah like it's like oh yeah these are meant to look good because they're the mm. most expensive movies yeah. being made. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're making the most money <laughs> so it's like yeah these are these are meant to look better than some of them have done recently um kind of eternals was probably the last like really good looking one yeah and uh, like all the way through so um yeah i uh, i really really enjoyed it um think it's a great kind of mo like way to say goodbye to these characters or at least you know see, see you later to these characters yeah, yeah. i don't think we because look none of them died at the end of the day they can all That's come true. back you That's know uh, were you surprised that none of them died i yes, i thought one I of them was gonna yeah i thought someone 
had to. Like, I, I thought maybe Drax was going to be. Yeah. There. I to be honest, the 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 Star Lord kind of fake out at the end got me. I I was like, oh shit, are they gonna? Yeah, kill, yeah, yeah. Are they about to kill him off? Like, you yeah. know. Um, but obviously they didn't. But um, yeah, I, I thought, and obviously like a lot of people thought Rocket might be, you know, um, might might be about to go in this one, but obviously he didn't. He he didn't either and like that would have been like that would have been rough i think like if uh, after everything that they showed us that he's been through as well to then also kill him off would have been like pretty rough i think but yeah um, yeah i agree yeah man uh but yeah keith out, out of 10 what would you give this movie um that's a really tough one but i'm gonna go i really enjoyed it so i'm gonna go about 8.5 yeah uh, so i i was at eight the first time i saw it, it it's creeped up to nine uh, 8.5 to nine on the on a rewatch um nice. yeah no i i really enjoyed it um i could very well it could very well surpass the first one mm. uh, upon some more um rewatches uh, yeah. i definitely want to rewatch them all like as a trilogy as well because i think mm. you can like i think you know like obviously there's some stuff that happens in in between two and three but i think you can you know they're they're isolated enough though yeah in their own ways that like you can watch i mean you can watch one and two back to back no problem obviously and then um i think you could watch three and it would work as an overall arc and story yeah. really well um yeah. so yeah no I'm, I'm excited and yeah it's only made me more excited for what to see what um you know james gunn's gonna do with superman legacy um i think that's going to be a really good movie <laughs> yes. to be honest with you um you know he, he so he did say recently as well so one one actor from Go- guardians has been cast in um in superman but it's like not it's not the one of the main characters it's his he brother said. so yeah probably it literally probably is <laughs> it probably is um because 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 his well no his brother's a calendar man ah yes in the suicide squad and that's probably gonna carry over so yeah 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. probably not his brother unless his, unless a batman <laughs> villain is in superman legacy could be a cgi which, character you know yeah it could be a c you're right it could be a cgi character um is there anyone from these movies that you want to see appear in superman legacy uh, not as a you know not necessarily as the title character but just generally or just seeing the dcu in general oh that's a tough question yeah uh, I, I mean maybe I, actually i mean i think you know um who was i gonna uh say there's someone that i think would make a great um um yeah um but yeah i i i mean zoe I'm, saldana i think yeah sure, out of yeah, makeup yeah, yeah. for sure yeah i think she would yeah she would be a great addition i think like um i i, I think it could work her as lois lane could work Ooh, but nice. i think it depends who you're casting like how how Age. young you're going yeah yeah because like i think that I think it works. I think that the dynamic should be that Lois Lane is a couple of years older than Clark Kent. Like, but depending on how old you're going, you know. Mm. Uh, but I mean, 
I I would also have no problem with it at all if you know they did cast her as um, as Lois Lane. I think that would be a great casting. Um, apparently, the um, Samara Weaving is in the running for Lois Lane. Um, okay, wow. Who's in Ready or Not? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's kind of what she's most well known for. I think yeah. she'd be a great choice. Uh, Nicholas Holt is also like in discussion. Yeah, that. Um, potentially as Superman, but also potentially as Lex Luthor. I think he would be a great casting for either of those. Um, I think I, more I think Lex Luthor. More, Le- more Lex Luthor, but I, I think, but I think if he bulked up, I think he, I think he would make a, he, he would definitely make a good Clark Kent. I think. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, and if he bulked up, then yeah, he'd be a good Superman as well. But uh, yeah, I think that would be um, a, a good one. Um, I mean, Bradley Cooper in anything is always yeah. good uh you know what <laughs> bradley cooper as perry white yes i yeah. I, mean, he, I think he's already said that he's not really interested in doing dc but like but he's but i think he would be open to it though i think you i think that would be an interesting i think that would be a fun one like him as yeah. perry white would be uh <laughs> would be fun but uh yeah uh very excited um so this brings us into kind of you know just the general discussion superhero fatigue is it a thing so i'm gonna put it out there so this movie is it has had the best week one to week two performance of any sequel in the mcu it's also the best week one to week two drop uh i think it's only dropped like less than 50 percent i think from week one to week two um and it's the best since endgame best second you know week one to week two since endgame um and it's already made more money than quantum mania did so (laughs) i don't think superhero fatigue is a thing i think mediocre movie fatigue is a thing 100 i agree you know, i was average movies are what we're tired of yeah. not superhero movies because this proves it this yeah. absolutely proves it if you make a good superhero movie yeah. you're not going to have that and unfortunately yeah. we've had too much mediocre average yeah. superhero movies from, from just both, for the from month. both marvel and uh dc but like yeah yeah the boys for example is like you know probably doing better than ever like mm. do you know what i mean like because that's a good superhero yeah. Yeah. Um, sh- show. Solid right, writing, example. solid characters, um, solid directing. Exactly. Uh, across the Spider-Verse, that trailer has the be- has the most views of any animated movie of all time. It's also a superhero movie. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, and it looks great. So it therefore, if, if you make movies that look like they're going to be good, get good reviews, have good word of mouth, guess what? people go out and see them <laughs> exactly exactly you know, because people are not fed up of superheroes they're just fed up of not getting you know bang for their buck exactly. that's what people are fed up of like it kind of reminds me of like obviously we're in kind of like a sort of a horror movie sort of renaissance at the moment but like in the sort of early like 2000s to kind of like early 20 early 2010s horror movies were didn't have a good reputation because no. they were just like they it, it was like oh they you know they're made they can be made cheaply you can make your money back easily yeah you just put yeah. some jump scares in 
That's and it. you know you'll probably and make it on the cheap and you know you'll you'll probably get your money back and make a profit on it right so but as a result they kind of didn't have the best reputation during that time and a lot of bad ones did come out because yes. and now actual like really good horror movies are coming out and they're making a lot of money because guess what if you make a good movie <laughs> it's going to make money and people want to see it people aren't tired of horror they were tired of seeing just basic mediocre horror movies that's what people yes. are t- like i recent like this year uh i think you know two of my top five movies of this year or top five or six movies of this year are horror movies which is scream six and evil dead rise both great fucking movies and you know guess what like they both made a like i think scream made a um scream had like the biggest opening weekend for the franchise i think um and evil dead rise may like last time i saw it had basically made like five or six times its budget because it was made you know for like 15 million dollars and yeah. had like made over a hundred you know in, yeah. in cinema so evil dead rise and like yeah and it's a great movie so where, where do you stand have you seen yeah have you seen any evil dead franchise keith no not, uh, not yet i think i, I think I you get i think about it and you're like oh i might i, I might get in. evil dead rise though i don't think so because that's fucking terrifying i've seen the trailers it's pretty no, yeah I don't it's pretty gnarly it. i'm it's too pretty gnarly. fucking scared to watch that it, shit it's good though it's good <laughs> <laughs> then, so i i i don't want to like spoil it but like i was in from the moment the title card came came on because the way the title card comes on was like just this moment of just like oh my god like this is so good like you know um yeah i i think you would i think you'd get a kick out of the evil dead uh movies i think first two i think you would you'd really enjoy and there's so there's the 2013 re- remake as well which is really good i preferred this this new one um to it because it felt more like a it felt more like an updated evil dead movie to me than the re- the remake did feel a little bit more like the remake's kind of on the back of like the generic horror movies and like okay. you yeah. could take the evil dead out of that movie i think and it's just a generic horror movie whereas evil dead rise felt more like oh no this is like an evil dead movie to me yeah. have it but then i mean who am i i mean i i've literally only just watched the franchise this like last couple of months so but at the same time i've got them all in my head pretty recent so you know maybe i maybe i do have a (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah but yeah like i said so if you going back to superhero fatigue like people are just you know feeling keep feeling underwhelmed by these movies recently from both dc and marvel Mm. but guess what if you make a good one and (laughs) the reviews are all good because literally every single one has had like mixed reviews at best you know like you know black adam mixed reviews Mm. you know mixed the poor reviews like shazam fury of the gods mixed reviews um you know um love and thunder mixed reviews quantum mania mixed reviews like but wakanda forever made a lot of money because it Mm. got good reviews yeah (laughs) yeah it's pretty simple the formula you know it's not it's not superhero fatigue it's it's mediocre movie fatigue which is what people are feeling yeah Uh, and if you make good creative fun you know movies people are gonna go see them and this is proof of that you know people are going out to see this movie 
um and yeah it's it's going to make a fair bit of money and if the flash is as good as everyone says it is i imagine that'll make a lot of money too so let's hope so i watched the extended trailer and yeah it's good I'm, I, uh, I know I'm quietly excited for that movie. I, I don't want to get my hopes up too much. I wasn't at all before. Yeah. And then I've seen the extended trailer. Yeah. And everyone that's seen it is saying it's good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so. I mean, it, it it seems to me like it's what my theory is, which is like it's not actually one of the best superhero movies ever made, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like and that's what we want. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to see a good good Flash movie. Um, or a good Batman movie is this one may very well turn out to be but uh, <laughs> I so I think there's a very good chance Andy Muschietti is going to direct Batman Brave and the Bold Ooh. I think okay. I think it's a very good chance he gets uh, tapped for that movie if this movie if The Flash does if, well yeah, if, there's yeah. a lot of like shots in the movie of, both of Keaton's Batman and of Bat, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman where they look very like they look very Batman-y. Mm, they do look right? very Batman-y. You know, he clearly at least knows how to direct Batman in a- in action. Mm. Um, it's true. This the Brave and the Bold is also going to be about Batman and Robin. Mm. We know from it that he knows how to work with uh, younger actors. Yep. And very knows well. how to do very well. Uh, a Batman movie with more horror-y elements to it, I think, would be really cool as well. I love it leaning into the horror aspects of the the character like because i think that would be a great way of like differentiating uh, differentiating it a bit from uh the batman which is much more noir kind of you know uh focused making this one a little bit more horror focused yeah could be a good way to differentiate it um so yeah i i i've got a feeling andy muschietti potentially the director of batman brave and bold I'm, i'm putting it out there now I like it. I like it. Depends and I think it'd be a good much choice. I like Flash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it'd be. I think so far, based on his previous, you know, work. And yeah. Based yeah, on how this looks. Right. Yeah. I definitely. think, good choice. But the Flash could come out, and it, and we could think it's terrible, and. <laughs> yeah. Chance we take. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Fingers crossed. Keith, anything else you want to say about Guardians or superhero fatigue or? There is something off topic. Okay. That I seen this week, and it's really funny. So yeah. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but there okay. is a theory about Frodo and Legolas. Have you seen <laughs> okay. this? No, I can't say no. I have. Okay, so the theory goes like this: Frodo does not know Legolas's name. <laughs> so throughout the whole trilogy, <laughs> yeah, all Legolas says to Frodo is, "You have my bow." Yeah, yeah, and that is it. And then the last scene. One yeah, means within the Return of the King when they're yeah. all coming through the door. Yeah, he doesn't, wakes say, up, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't say, Leg- say Legolas's name. He says everyone else's, but Legolas. <laughs> That's funny. That's, That's funny. Such a hilarious theory. I I like it. <laughs> I like it as a theory. Um, yeah, no, that works. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just I thought uh, I could do that gem. <laughs> elf, elf guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mr. I, I've got your bow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're super tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam, who the fuck's that again? It's probably gone on too long now. We've all been there. It's yeah. probably gone on too long now. He can't yeah, yeah, ask. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, 
oh, there's a guy at work uh, who he says hi Dan to me all the time, and I have no fucking clue. What oh, his name is. I feel so bad every time. <laughs> he's your legless, and you're like, I'm like, you're right, mate. How you doing? Uh, and <laughs> I, just, no I have no idea ask. what his name is. And he oh. he says hi Dan specifically every time he sees oh. me. He, like, he knows, knows my name, and I'm like, know his name like, because you've oh. never said it. Yeah, I know. And I don't, or I don't, probably not. Who knows? I don't know his name, and I'm just like, oh, I feel so it's bad. Legolas. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Just try anyway, say hi. Legolas. So I know, I know, I know. You what, know Fro- how Frodo feels. Yeah. I know how he feels. Okay. 100%. It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> Having to mask that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Screen Mania Pod. Let us know what you thought of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Did you love it like we did? Did you Did you not like it? Why did you not like it? You know, we genuinely want to know. Um, I've been Dan. I've been Kate. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. <laughs>